0: Good morning. How are we doing? You guys okay? I'm not sure if you are. I'm just being honest. We're going to figure it out, though. We, uh, we're glad you're here this morning. Thank you so much for being here with us. I forgot to make a little setting here. I'm doing that and we're good. You want me to make that setting, because if without that setting, then I don't know how long I've been preaching. So, you know, I can talk like you didn't know. Um, <clears throat> a couple of things. Uh, we've, uh, we've had a bunch of families in our church going through just some really crazy moments in their lives, so I wanted to take just a second here in a, here in a minute just to pray together for uh, just the families in our church. I know that's kind of general and vague, uh, but I think that, that I think that's worth our time. Uh, and then secondly, uh, I want us to also pray uh, for God to lead us in what it looks like uh, to be a part of a growing church during this moment in history. Uh, we have a problem that is not a normal problem right now in the church world, where our church is growing, uh, if you can't tell. Uh, and we're, trying, we're still trying to be safe. Uh, and all those things. so uh, just us navigating, what's that look like and how how can we continue uh, to be how can, how can we continue to grow? How can we t- continue to reach people uh, as uh, obviously we want to do that uh, and those kinds of things. So uh, I just thought it'd be good for us as a church just to pray together for those couple things if we can do that. so let's let's just take that take this moment right now and let's pray together. God, um, we come to you right now and we just we ask for, Uh, protection uh, for uh, the families that are part of this body of believers right now. Uh, God, there's some that are just really hurting right now, really going through some hard things right now. And so, Father, I just pray uh, that you would just have your hand on them, have your hand uh, on, uh, Lord, their whole families, their children, everything, uh, provision, God, that you would provide, uh, that you would uh, give them exactly what they need. Uh, during uh, these crazy times. Uh, God, I just pray this for all, all our people. So, so many people trying to figure out how to navigate, uh, Lord, just crazy situations on top of uh, this crazy moment in history. And so, Father, I, I just pray uh, that you would lead us and guide us as your people uh, to trust in you. God, use your word today to speak to our heart even to that, uh, that we might trust in you for all things. God, thank you uh, for all that you do for us uh, in, in taking care of us and providing for us and all those things. God, I, I, furthermore, I, I pray that you would lead us as a church uh, and leadership even as a church or whatever, God that you would just show us what it looks like for us to continue to grow. Um, God thank you. Thank you that that's, thank you that that's our problem right now is Lord trying to figure out uh, how to do that and do it um, in this day and age and everything. God just just guide us. Uh, Lord, thank you uh, that you are working and moving uh, in the life of this body. And, uh, God, how exciting that is and how exciting it is to see you move. God, I pray right now, God, if there's anyone listening to this online, uh, on a recording, uh, here live, Lord, that has never trusted in you as their Savior, God, I pray that today would be the day, uh, Lord, that they would trust in you. God, speak to their heart. May they believe in the blood that was shed on the cross. May they believe in the sacrifice that you made in sending your son uh, for, their, for their lives, for their forgiveness of their sins, God, as you have done for me. Um, God, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your son. We ask all this in his name. Amen. All right. Um, if you've got a Bible, go ahead and get it out. If you don't have one, uh, we would love for you to go uh, to, to get one. Our ushers have one. They'd be glad to bring you one. Just throw your hand up. In the air and wave it like you just don't care. Uh, Hip hop parade, okay? Um, and uh, some of you didn't get that, uh, but that's okay. Uh, but uh, uh, we want you to be able to follow along with us. And if you don't own a Bible, we want you to keep that one, consider it a gift. We'd love for you to have it. Uh, but uh, we're going to go to the book of 1 Corinthians and we're going to be bouncing. From scripture to scripture today, I'll just go ahead and warn you. Uh, when when I teach something like uh, like this series that we're in right now, uh, who is God? It is really hard for me to not just try to teach systematically, like what does all of Scripture uh, say? And, and like the the message I'm doing today, like it might as well be like a drop in the bucket about what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm trying. I'm, you know, it's like you know, where where do you stop? Where do you start? You know, with uh, with something like this. And today we're talking about. Uh, you know, of course, talking about who is God, and we've been doing that. Just kind of focusing uh, this first part of the year, instead of being focused on us and who we are and those kinds of things, but being focused on who God is, and allowing our focus on Him to change who we are. And I, I think that's, I think that's the, I think that's the thing that we've got to come to in life as believers, instead of like trying to like be good people and get everything right and all that. I mean, let's just face it. We're a bunch of lousy sinners. We're going to mess up. We need His grace every day as much as the day we got saved. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, if we focus on Him and who He is and we draw closer to that and closer to Him, He will change us. He will change our hearts. Our hearts will start to look more like His. You ever notice how, like, you hang out with somebody and like all of a sudden like after, you know, they got like some weird hobby or something or whatever. And like after hanging out with them for a little while, you're kind of like, yeah, I could kind of get into this, you know. And then you leave and you go home and you tell your wife or something and they're like, what? You want to do what? You want to buy what? It's like, no, you know, or whatever, you know. So, you know, it's, 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 but it's the same kind of thing. Like we spend time with the Lord, our heart begins to look like his, it's this incredible thing that he does in this relationship that we have with him, and that's the beauty of it is it's a relationship that we get to have with God. and so uh, this morning we're talking about specifically uh, who is God, but specifically that he is powerful. He is powerful now <laughs> You get up here and you try to preach that God is powerful and cover all the bases and good luck with that, okay? So have a little grace with me and uh, we're going we're gonna to get through this together. Uh, whenever, you know, I think about power and something that's powerful, you know, I always always kind of go to the same things because of my interests, I guess, my hobbies and things that I like or whatever. Uh, and, and the truth is, is that they pale in comparison with God's power. But I, you know, I, you know, I, I love you know one of the things I, I know that I, I shared uh, with a local school recently in talking about God's power uh, is I shared about drag racing. Um, I love drag racing, and you know, one of the one of the things if you've never been to like a huge like NHRA, uh, you know. Uh, Big national event kind of thing. That's where you see the the funny cars and the top fuel dragsters and all this kind of stuff. And if you've never been to anything like that, you just have you have no idea. I'm just telling you. You could have gone to a thousand NASCAR races and you could have gone to you know the local drag strip and all. Yeah, that's that stuff's great. I'm fine with that stuff. That's great. But I'm telling you, like when you get to be around those things, you literally can be like you know a mile or two miles away from the track and the ground is shaking under you when they fire those things up. Now, I've been, I've, because I've got a friend who races for a living, which is pretty awesome, and my ideal vacation is like going and hanging uh, with him. If I'm not getting to be with my family, going and hanging with him at a racetrack for a weekend and waking up to the sound of race cars, you know. And, uh, But uh, when, when I get to go with them, like I'm there, you know, in the pit, in the lanes, with the cars. When he's racing, I'm literally standing beside his car when he takes off or just behind it or whatever. And it's amazing. Now, he's not even running top fuel or a funny car or whatever. But when those cars are going, I'm talking about the ground is pounding and it is shaking under you. And it is, I mean, like your chest is feeling at the compression of everything going on. It is just insane. And when they, and, and that's just with them starting up, you know, that's just with them like just rolling to the line and then they do their burnout. And of course, when they do the burnout, it's like, you know, and it's like, You know, and uh, of course everybody's got like, they got like, you know, everybody's got like earplugs and their hands on their ears and everybody's going deaf like by the end of the day. And, uh, you know, but then, you know, when they, when they actually run them and take down, take off down the the racetrack and we're talking like, you know, 340, 50 miles an hour in a quarter mile anything, they let them run a quarter mile anymore. But uh, anyway, you know, just this crazy amount of power, you know, and, and, and for us. You know, we we have to we have to like try to come up with something like that to gauge what is powerful in this world. Because for us, you know, to think about like God is powerful, we're like, okay, he's like a race car. Uh, no, he's not. You know, it's like it's it's so pales in comparison. Uh, you know, and with, with anything that we can come up with or think of. And so, uh, you know, I just I feel like for us to spend some time in Scripture and just to be reminded of God's power and who He is, believe me, I'm going to tell you, this is going to do us some good today uh, to be in His Word together. Let's look at this. First Corinthians 2, and it says this in verse 1. And this is Paul talking, and Paul is kind of, he's, he's a little bit reminiscing about some of the things he's been teaching. He's kind of saying, you know, this is what I've been getting at kind of thing, but he's trying to make a point. Uh, verse 1, it says, "This it says, and I, talking about Paul, talking about himself, he says, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. He's like, I didn't come being like the smartest guy in the room, right? He says, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That levels the playing field for us right there. Like Paul himself comes, and this here's here's this great like figure from the Bible who we've seen God use in just incredible ways to help start the early church and all these things. And here he is in this moment. He's like, he's like, you know, and for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He's saying, I I didn't come to tell you about anything but that really. He goes on and he says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear. And much trembling. And that's a good word because I think sometimes we feel alone in those things. We feel alone in fear. We feel alone in weakness. We feel alone when we're trembling. And we all have those moments. And he goes on in verse 4 and he says, And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And how how true is that? And and you just have to answer this for yourself. This is just I can't answer it for you. How true is that for us? Like how much, how much do we trust? in the power of God over the wisdom of men. How much do we fall into fear for fearing the things of man in lieu of trusting in the Lord that He's got this and that He's all-powerful and He reigns over all things? Paul was pointing us to the fact that everything he had been teaching about, he wanted us to understand it. He wanted us not to put faith in words of wisdom, but in the power of the Lord Himself. Now, we'll come back to that. I, I, wanted, I wanted to bring that up, but then I felt like you know, for us to look at this and kind of think about it, we kind of had to look at a little bit of like, what's the power of God look like? Like I just described... You know, race cars at the racetrack kind of thing. Alright, let's, let's look at like what does God's power look like on display. Colossians 1, 16. Colossians 1, 16. And it says this, it says, For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things and in all things. And in Him all things hold together. And in Him all things hold together. All things. I love this passage of Scripture. This passage of Scripture for me is this reminder... That God is in control over all things. Now, it it doesn't seem like it a lot of times, does it? It seems like, man, things are crazy. You know, what about, you know, this? What about, yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, we have that whole, like, prince of the power of the air kind of thing. You know, Satan is doing his thing and God's letting him do, you know, his thing for a minute. But then we have the understanding that there will come a time when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, right? You know, so like we, there, that's, that's for a time period. We're in the middle of some of that, right? But God still has power over Satan. And just because we sin and we make awful choices and we lead, you know, whole nations of people in bad decisions or whatever it may be, doesn't mean that God is still not over all in authority. What did it say there? It says, Go back, back to verse 16, Colossians 1. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. All things. And I love how it lumps in creation, okay, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. So even if you got your camo on in the woods, right? Or you're John Cena. Can't see me. Sorry, I can't help. It. Sometimes I just can't help it. Um, but all things were created through him and for him, and then also what's he, he throws in what—whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. I got—I got to praise God for that right there. I, I just—I just got to tell you because I, I, if you—if you don't know me well enough at this point, you just got to know that politics. Just make me sick at my stomach most of the time, most of the time, most of the time. I, I, they've got their place. I, I, and, and God bless the folks that actually like feel called to those things and, and, and want to make a difference for good. And we know some of those people, some of those people have been a part of our church for years, love them, so proud of them for the things that they have done. But you know talking about national level, worldwide level, whatever, it just the whole uh, bleh, you know, I'm just over it, right? Tell me you don't feel the same way sometimes. So when I read that, it's like, come on with this. Come on with whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. As if creation wasn't enough and everything that's visible and invisible. But Paul saw fit to to word that that way. And then he goes on, verse 17, and he is before all things. Nothing came before Him. He was before all things. And in Him, all things hold together. He is the glue for literally everything. His power is seen in all of creation, including all people. What what an amazing statement. For us. Now we're going to jump again. Romans 120. Romans 120. And some of this will reiterate what we just talked about, but I'm I'm okay with it. Romans 120 says this. It says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have made, have been made, so they are without excuse. I'm going to read that again. Verse 20, Romans 1. For His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so they are without excuse. In other words, God got to just make whatever he wanted to, and he didn't need an excuse. Like, there's, no, there's nobody, like, standing there when God's making something, and, 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 and they're like, hey, why did you do that? He's like, because I wanted to. Without excuse, the whole world... It's in his hands, his eternal power. Those words together are pretty, you know, like I can't help but like think of like some kind of like, you know, movie or something with a villain who's like, you know, kind of Batman-ish villain or whatever from the 60s or something, you know, whatever, you know, and, and they're like, you know, they're always using all these crazy words like eternal power, eternal power. Nobody's tapped into that one in any of the movies yet, I don't think. His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. The whole world is in his hands. Hebrews. Hebrews one. I told you we're jumping. Hebrews one, verse three. Hebrews one, verse three, and it says this. It says, "He is the radiance of the glory of God, talking about Jesus. He is the radiance of the glory of God." and the exact imprint of His nature. And He upholds the universe by the word of His power. He upholds the universe by the word of His power. After making purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. He upholds the universe by the word of His power. You know, I'm... I'm so, sometimes so caught up in the here and now that all I can think about is the here and now. I'm sure we, we all have those days, right? To the point that I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about the universe. You know, the universe, where like we pretend there's spaceships flying around and, you know, and Star Wars and Lightspeed and Star Trek and all that stuff, you know? Battlestar Galactica, if you're like a super nerd, right? Some of y'all super nerds in here, I know you are. Come on, tell it. Get up here and testify. You got like Klingon ears or something at the house. Is it Klingon? No, it's not. uh, It's something else. Spock, what was Spock? He was a Vulcan, right? Nanu, Nanu. (laughs) I took some of y'all back to the 70s right there. People that only came around in the 80s were like, what? What was that? I'm <clears throat> working for you. Uh-oh, I can't stop. He upholds the universe by the word of His power. The universe. Like, we're not even just talking about the oceans here right now. We're talking about the universe. He literally commands all of creation. All of the heavens. All of the universe. Everything that's visible. Everything that's invisible. The whole universe is in His hands. Isaiah 44.24 Isaiah 44.24 It says this, it says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, who formed you from the womb. I am the Lord who made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by Myself. Who spread Out the earth by myself I'm the Lord who made all things who alone stretched out the heavens back uh, many many years ago long time ago almost 20 years ago now probably um, there was a summer where my wife was trying to decide whether or not she liked me or not that's just the truth and there's a lot that goes into that story, and if you want to hear the rest of it, come on. We'll talk about it after. But we, uh, she kind of sly-like found herself onto a mission trip that was my third week-long trip for the summer after doing a, 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 two youth camps back-to-back with like four hours in between. And then uh, I had this mission trip, and it was so weird. it worked out. We literally had four hours between each of these trips, all three of these trips. And the third one was a mission trip uh, that our church was taking at that time, uh, where I was the youth pastor at that point in period in my life. And, uh, and so I get on the bus. I had no idea she was going, and uh, she was on the bus. Well, we'd had, had, we had, had a little fling earlier in the year, and then she was trying to figure things out. And so you know, while she was figuring things out, I went about figuring out things elsewhere as well. And so, you know, we, we were both figuring out things with other people for a period of time there, and then, and then we're on this mission trip. Well, you know, so at night on this mission trip, we're staying in this hotel, really nothing to do in this little town we were at. We're, we were in Menominee, Michigan, and um, I mean, like nothing to do, and uh, she and a friend of hers, who's also a friend of mine, uh, they, were, they were deciding to work a puzzle or something in the lobby at night. I hate puzzles, but I really like her, and so I, I jumped in on this puzzle working business. I mean, like, I was really getting into puzzle working for that week. This came up, actually, uh, this week with us, and uh, brokenhearted was she later on to find out that I really didn't care about puzzles, but I really just cared about her, and I asked her this week when that came up, I said, is it not just enough to just love you that much, that I would want to do it, and you'd be that upset that I really just don't like puzzles, you know? When I think about puzzles, I think about that. That's just my honest go-to. But as I was looking at this scripture and I was thinking about puzzles, this is a nice, This Debbie brought this for me to use, by the way. This is a nice little puzzle. Got a got an old-school country church. That's some Bear Waller Road stuff right there. There's like, there's like three of those on Bear Waller Road. I, li- I live on Bear Waller Road, I know. And so, um, and that's okay. I love, I love those old church buildings. And, you know, when I think about puzzles, though, I think, I think about, I think about us and us working those puzzles and, you know, really, I was just trying to, you know, get with her and, you know, all those things. And this, this thought came across my mind as I was reading this passage this week. It says, I am the Lord who made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. Now I've always kind of had this thought in my mind of like how the Lord sees everything and we don't, like we don't see his big plan, you know, and us, you know, we see that. This is what we see sometimes right now and maybe it's even just the little tip of one of these things, you know. And that's what we're looking at most of the time, and like our world is wrapped up in in this little thing right now. But the Lord has got what is this? This is like a five hundred piece, I think, or something. Now, we couldn't come up with anything better than like a ten piece with Elsa and Anna at my house. So I'm not I'm not going to touch it. It's too easy. So. The thought came across my mind that I've always thought about this illustration with a puzzle and how God sees the whole, He sees the whole picture. He sees the whole, you know, uh, big, you know, Bear Wall Road, you know, little old church, you know, in in the snow, you know, kind of picture, whatever it is, you know, our lives, all of creation. And here, in Isaiah, the Lord says to Isaiah, I am the Lord who made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. If you told me that I needed to work this puzzle this afternoon, first of all, I'd tell you take a hike. Secondly, I'd say, who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? Who's going to help me spread out all those pieces? Who's going to help me build the border? Now, we Debbie cheats, apparently. She's got some of it already done. Uh, But I'm just thinking this passage, he says, you he says, who made, I am the Lord, who made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by himself. He by himself not only sees this piece, he sees the whole thing. And even when it's in pieces, He still sees it all and knows how it's going to go together and He doesn't need a hand and I can't handle a 500 piece puzzle in an afternoon, I can promise you. His power is unmatched by anything and anyone in all of creation. And yet we find ourselves Struggling to believe in His power? Why would we do that? Well, that's just because we're silly sinners. The book of Acts goes on. It says this in verse in chapter 1 of uh, verse 7. It says, He said to them, this is Jesus on His way out. Jesus is about to leave the building and go back and be with the Father. And it says, He said to them, It is not for you to know times and seasons that the Father has fixed by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Two things. The Father has already fixed times and seasons, and it's not for us to be able to figure it all out. We can't see all of this at one time. We get this. Or this little bitty piece on the end of that thing. Or just like the side piece or something, right? I mean, like, it's so it's so minute. And we're so caught up in it. And we're like, oh, what's going to happen next? And Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm going to send you the power of God to lead you to go and make me known. This is what you are to do in my absence. Go and do it. If you have believed in Jesus to be enough. To be your Savior. To forgive you of your sin. I'm here to tell you today. Your mission is to do exactly that. That we would be witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria. And to the ends of the earth. That wherever God may take us. That we would make Him known. And I leave you by going back to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4. And it says this, And my speech and my message were not plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. God worked through His Holy Spirit in our lives to lead us. We are not alone. Furthermore, verse 5 so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I pray that we would be a church full of people and that we could lead other people to trust in the Lord in huge ways, in crazy moments, where we don't know what to do, you know what? Sometimes it's good for us to not know what to do. Because sometimes we know what to do too much and we don't rely on the Lord. May we trust not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of of God. God interrupted history by sending His Son to save us from our sins. And right there, He demonstrated that there was power in the blood that we may trust in Him. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the chance that we have, the opportunity we have, Lord, to be able to tap into the greatest power that will ever be known, yours. And God, I pray that we would be faithful. Faithful and trusting. Help us, Lord, to be able to know what it looks like To be led by You. To listen to You. To be led by Your Spirit. God, I pray that You would move in power in our lives. I pray that You would bring comfort to those in pain. I pray that You would lead those of us that are trying to figure out what it looks like to follow You in these crazy days ahead. God, give us answers. Give us visions. May we dream dreams that come straight from You. Lord, thank You for what You have done for us. Thank You for just giving us little bits of knowledge of Your power that we may trust in who You are and not in the words of men and our own reasoning. Lord, may we be reminded that the Creator of all things loves us and has a plan for us. And it's wanting to guide us. God, may we listen. God, I pray for anyone that hasn't ever trusted in You. God, I pray that they would believe in You today and what You've done through Your Son, Jesus. God, may they put their faith in the cross. May the blood of His body wash over their sins. Forgive them today, God, as they believe in You. God, do that work in their life. God, thank You for You. Thank You for all You do for us. Most importantly, we thank You for Your Son. It's in His name we pray it. Amen.